Good morning, and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you, now time for Shot or No Shot, and it's brought to you by... That the ESPN bet now live in Illinois. Sign up today, new users get $100 in bonus bets with any sports book bet. We say good morning to Shea W. Norling. Good morning, boys, on a Monday. I should say, I just now thinking I should change that to our Eddie on the North Side. Hey, boys. Hey, boys. On a Monday. You're going to do that, show us a little leg. (laughs) (laughs) How we doing on a Monday, boys? We're doing doing just fine. Uh, A fun weekend cap for me and for you. So we're ready to go on a Monday. Ready to go. Plenty of Now, here's a question. I'm, I think we have more listeners than normal today. How much is this a, is a holiday for everyone else besides us? Is this an off day? Well, there's no banking. There's no mail. Oh, no mail today. I don't believe so. Wow, so the catalogs will stop coming into the Hood household for once. Yeah, the dumbest thing. I must throw 10 of them away a day. Brother, I, I just, I mean, how many magazines? Like, look, it's online. It's on your phone. You don't need the magazines. I know we're an older couple, but she doesn't need 10 magazines coming in to flip through. They're not going to be on the cocktail table. They're not going to just sit there. Like, how many magazines do you need, Cap, to look through boots and coach and everything else? It's crazy. It's on your phone. Like, when we order something, Shay, when we order something, it's not necessarily through the magazine. It's always on your phone. If we want to get something, apparel, anything else, we can just get it from a touch of a button. She's flipping through the magazine, like, and it sometimes just sits there. It's a waste, right? Yeah. My wife is going out of the country on Friday. Uh-oh. And guess what? Yeah, she's climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Pretty cool. Really? Yeah. But guess what? Is that, I, is that what his name is? I am going to... Oh. She's going with our kids. Goof. <laughs> and her sister. Dare to watch. Huh? Um, <laughs> I am going to declutter the entire house. By yourself, or you got, you got your helper? No, just me. What about Brett? I mean, he may help. He'll be around. <laughs> Brett, I was going to say, Brett's going to be there to help. She's going to come back, and there'll be stuff gone that you won't even know was in the house. That's the thing. And every time I open up a cabinet, I'm like, you get 750 towels in here. Do we really need all these? Right. Damn. Yeah, you never know. They're going to be gone. Never know. That's the worst. <laughs> you never they'll be gone. <laughs> Just wait. She's going to come in and go, oh, my God. Yeah. Because... You only have a cluttered home, cluttered mind, right? Correct. So, yeah, I was going to I was gonna say Brett was going to help you. Someone's got to hold the bag open. Yep. He'd help you with that, right? I'm getting a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that, not kidding. You, it's going to be in the driveway? You bet. Oh, my God, Cap. That's going to be something. Cleaning out every room. <laughs> Two weeks I got. Yeah. And it's going to be like I, the house is going to lose like like a thousand pounds. I get it. Junk. I get it. All right, Shay. I'm going to do the same when she goes out of town. Whenever that is. Please. Anytime. Wow. Anytime now, please. <laughs> God. All right. <laughs> shot or no shot. 
couple of trade rumors regarding Justin Fields over the weekend. New England Patriots beat writer uh, for the Boston Globe, Doug Kide, wrote about a potential trade between the Bears and Patriots. Kide believes the Patriots could be more inclined to select a non-quarterback in the first round than choosing Drake May or Jaden Daniels with the number three pick. In that case, he thinks the, pa- the Patriots would be open to trading the third pick to the Bears for Justin Fields and number nine. Shot or no shot, the Justin the Bears would have to make that trade. Before I answer, what do you think, Shay? As a Pat, as a Pats fan, would you consider that? I would be furious. I, I would like Drake May to be the quarterback. Yeah, but, yeah. and one of he's but gone. As somebody who does this in Chicago, yeah, get it done. Are you kidding me? What we can Drake move May's up from gone. nine to three. Yeah, I'm fine with it. But we could move up from nine to three. And get Caleb and Marvin Harrison Jr. The the sex appeal there alone is worth it to me. And all you got to give up is the quarterback you're giving up anyway in the ninth pick. I'm in. That's a shot. And so just to be clear, mm-hmm. Justin and nine for three. Yeah, yeah. I do that in a second That's shot. A shot. Yeah. And Shay, if Drake May went two to Washington, you're cool with them then making that trade. Sure. Yeah, whatever. But I, but I want to get into your Patriots fandom first. I'm glad you led there first because if you're a Pats fan, you're like, this guy? Like, like how much can he move the meter? And maybe, again, if maybe with new, uh, you know, new scenery, a fresh coat of paint for Justin Fields, he's even a better quarterback in another team. I'm not rooting against him. I'm just saying from Shea's standpoint, it's like, well, you've seen what it looks like, Shea. You're open. He can be able to turn the corner. Listen, you thought the Bears had no talent on offense. Go take a look at New England. Mm-hmm. They got nothing. Yes. Nothing. Victor Kayam rolling around in his grave. Shame. He doesn't own it anymore. Huh? Victor Kayam does not own the Patriots. His family is out. He's still sad about it. And dead. Wow. And dead. Correct. And probably why he's rolling around in his grave. Riding around heaven in a Remington Razor, like, <laughs> yeah, on top of the right, thing. Remember exactly. that commercial? Yes. Yeah. All, all right, Shay. All right, one of the more interesting proposals I saw this weekend came from Seth Walder of ESPN. Said the Browns need to make a bold move to upgrade at the quarterback position. They could trade a second and a third round pick to get Justin Fields and his rookie contract in Cleveland. Shot or no shot, Justin Fields is an upgrade over Deshaun Watson. That's a no shot. Yeah. Lotion aside, that is a no hey! shot. That For is God's a sakes. no shot. But don't bring up the lotion. That'll is be it fine. not true? Did he All not right. have an issue with masseuses and lotion? He did. But let me just tell you. What if it was just sensual oils? Go ahead. If you left his issues aside, and he's already paid his punishment, then, yes, he's Justin is not an upgrade over Deshaun Watson. Oh, that's a no shot. And here's the thing. We go back to Deshaun Watson out of college. Cap, he had all the leadership skills. He had a cannon of an arm. He was the complete package for me as a quarterback. And then this happened. He got a hold of the Jurgens bottle. See? There it is. See, there's the analysis right there. Hi, I'm Deshaun Watson for Jurgens. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Wow. Hand against skin. Do they so still disgusting. even make Jurgens? Yes, they do. You asked me that two weeks ago. Yes. I, I still don't believe it. I've never seen what it do you the mean? store. You, you, I go to Walgreens all the time. I don't see Jurgens bottles. Could you? Okay. 
Cap, I told you that they still make Jergens. Why can't you believe Sarah it? Sarah V. There's Vaseline intensive care. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, Jay Moore. No, don't give him that. He's gonna get. He's gonna behave wild in the studio now. You hand wow. him that long-lasting yeah. moisture for beautifully soft skin. Brought to you Jergens by Jergens Original yeah. Scent. Jergens moisturizes and softens with cherry almond essence. Hand him that bottle. We're gonna find out how much self-control this guy has over the next few minutes. Wow. Okay. Oh. All right. Oh my. There Boy. you go, Twitch. Take a look. So, there you go, YouTube. Okay, so now you don't have to ask me. I told you they still make Jergens. There it is right there. There's there evidence is. right there. That's there not go. a fever dream. That's a bottle of Jergens. That's it. And it's a good smelling kind, too. Why Where'd you he... get that from, Diane? Where, where's that? Is Why that is first? he carrying Jergens? Yeah. ABC7 has it. You never know. Hmm. Never know what? When you might need it. Oh, I see. Got it. <laughs> All right, Shay. <laughs> All right, NBA All-Star was over the weekend. What an absolute disaster. The dunk contest was a joke. The three-point contest was good, but it, that's the only thing that is anymore. Skills challenge, I've seen enough. And the game itself, we'll get to in a moment. But LeBron James met the media at All-Star Weekend and admitted he is beginning to think about the end of his NBA career. Listen to this. I, that um, I also don't know if I will... I was asked this question a couple of days ago. Will you kind of take the farewell tour, or will you kind of just Tim Duncan it? <laughs> I'm 50-50. Um, I'm going to be honest, because there's times where I feel like, I guess I owe it to my fans that's been along this journey with me for two decades plus to be able to give them that moment. You know, where it's every city and whatever the case may be, and you know, they give you your flowers or whatever the case may be. You know, and, and, and that seems cool. Um, but the other side of, I've never been that great with um, accepting like praise. Uh, it's, a, it's a weird feeling for me. Excuse me. Um, not to lie about it much, but it's just a weird feeling for me. That's a lie. Uh, yeah, that. I've never been great at accepting praise. And oh 50-50 on whether or not he's taking a farewell tour. Shot or no shot, this guy is 100% sure he's taking a farewell tour. Who is he kidding? I think that's a shot. In this generation of ball players, Cap, it's about the appreciation. LeBron James saying he doesn't like to you know, love or accept praise. That's not true. Of course he does. Who doesn't? I mean, he's given a lot to this game. He's put a lot into basketball as well as what he's done outside the game. Of course he'd want that. He's not, he's not the wallflower that Tim Duncan was to fade off into the sunset. He will get his flowers and he'll accept them and because he deserves them. He's one of the five greatest players to ever play the sport. Yes, he deserves them. Absolutely. 100%. So that is, that is a shot. I'm surprised. I like him. I'm not an anti-LeBron guy. Yeah, I'm surprised he said that, as a matter of fact, um, because... <laughs> you're not just going to play in a season and be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm just out. No, everywhere there's going to be appreciation for LeBron James. Now, here's the thing. For some of the fans, some of the uh, arenas he goes to, he's going to get booed. There's no doubt. Because he's a guy here that even though he may not realize it, he wears a black hat. Yes. Because of how great he is, that's number one. But number two, the freedom of movement in the league. He has led a movement in this league where players – don't necessarily take the All-Star game seriously. They're their own brand. It started with Michael, but LeBron for this generation is their Michael, where he can be able to make millions and millions of dollars off the um, field of play, off the floor. So, I mean, of course he deserves his flowers. 
And not only that, he loves his fans a lot, so he'll probably have some type of, like, some after party or some meet and greet after yeah. each game. Yeah. So that's, I mean, the, mo- the money that he'll bring into these different cities around the country, sure, he'll take his flower. Absolutely. He deserves them. Sure. Shake. Shake. All right, speaking of All-Star Weekend, I mentioned the game. What an absolute disaster. I turned it off after the first quarter. 100 points scored in the first quarter. That nobody's trying at all. The goal was from Adam Silver to get this to a higher level of competition. They ended up with 397 points scored, a 211-186 win for the Eastern Conference. And Adam Silver even sounded annoyed at the end. Listen to this. And to the Eastern Conference All-Stars, you scored the most points. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Shot wow. or no shot, the NBA All-Star game is unfixable. It just is what it is. Well, that's a shot. It is unfixable. And there's, there's several reasons why. First of all, number one, the All-Star game, we have to understand what it is. The All-Star game is an exhibition game. That's number one. Number two, the All-Star game was put into place to see the new stars. More so than the established veterans, it's about the new stars. And it put them on a platform for them to be able to show what they can do against the established veterans. That's what the All-Star game was put in place for. Kobe Bryant said five years ago on the Knuckleheads podcast with Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles, he said that, for whatever reason, the offseason pickup games at the Drew, the Rucker, these other places where NBA players actually play, they're more competitive than the All-Star game. Here's what's happened, Cap. When, you, when I say, and go back to what I said earlier, how the All-Star game was out there to be able to showcase new stars, here's the thing. We know who all the stars are. So, th- there, so there's no need for an exhibition to be able to showcase those stars because we know who all the stars are in the league. So when I look at that, so when I think about that, Cap, when I think about it, it's just an exhibition game. I'll just speak for me as an NBA fan. You know, when I think about All-Star Weekend, it gives me time off from watching the NBA as I do every night. That's the, that's the least NBA that I watch is the All-Star Weekend because I watch the NBA every night. Think about what Kobe said on the Knuckleheads podcast. I think the All-Star game in general needs a little revamping because – it used to be competitive. Yeah. It used to be competitive. And, like, you know, fans want to see the best pickup game in the world. Yeah. That's what this is. They don't yeah. want to see you running up and down and dunking and doing all this crazy. Like, they want to see the what happens when you get this collection of best basketball players on the planet and they play and they go head up against each other. Man. Yeah. I mean, you guys play harder at a pickup game in UCLA. For real. And ain't billions of people watching. For real. Definitely do. You know what I'm saying? Definitely do. They got the All-Star game needs a little needs a little changing. Um, I always love competing in them. Um, I didn't lose many of them. Nah, me and CP one, used to nah, talk all the time. Like, the you took it serious. Yeah, we, yeah. we went in. Like, I don't think me and CP, when we played together in the All-Star game, I don't think we've ever lost a game. So the late Kobe Bryant on the Knuckleheads podcast. So I'm just speaking for me, Cap. As a person that watches the league every night, I, I don't worry about All-Star weekend. Because for those that helicopter in that don't watch the NBA, and this is the one time of year they watch the NBA, that's too bad. Because what's important to me is how the play is getting better night after night, more so than just some isolated weekend. Now, the winning team, each player gets a hundred grand. The losers get twenty five thousand. Now, to you and I, a hundred thousand dollar bonus. Oh man, man, bring it on! After taxes, what's that? I don't know. 55, 60 grand at their tax level? Mm-hmm. Well, they spend that in a night in a club. <laughs> Get out of there, Silver. They spend that in a club on bottle service. 
many of them. Mm-hmm. If you said we're going to give you five hundred thousand a guy, does that change it? Nope. Because I watched over the weekend. Larry Bird was doing an interview about when he played in All Star games. He said it was a war, man. We wanted to win. We weren't getting paid. That was my pride. I wanted to go out and dominate the other side. So does I don't. How much money has to be at stake before they care? Because last night was pathetic. Uh, that horse is out of the barn. Players will never care about the game like yep. they did back then because of how much money there. Every player on the floor is a star or the, a, or a superstar. The baseball all star game they take it fairly serious. Yeah, you don't want to get hit with a baseball. You better right. take it they, seriously. They're also they're not diving for fly balls in the all star game. They're not like baseball. There's only so much you can do. Like basketball, you can literally just not play defense. You can take possessions off. Can launch from half court like Luca. You can launch from three quarter court. It's just, they're never going to care about it because the injury risk outweighs everything. You're never going to give them enough money to offset injury risk, and they realize now that they don't have to play that hard in this game. It's a total exhibition. You could you could you could thank the owners and the players and um, the way basketball is for the kind of exhibition that you saw out there. You could thank them all because with how much money that they're making, cap it doesn't matter. That's why I don't watch. Now, you, again, I'm a diehard NBA guy, but I don't watch it because if I want to see basketball take it seriously, I turn on the regular season or I turn on the playoffs or I turn on the finals. That's where a good basketball is. But yeah. when people helicopter in, they haven't watched. All, this is just terrible basketball. What do you expect? What can be done to fix it, though? Nothing. There is no answer. I know that's not good on sports radio, but there is nothing that can be fixed. Yeah, it's, it's sad, but it is what it is. Yeah. All right, coming up, we go around the NFL. Jesse Rogers on baseball at 835 on Cap'n J. Hood. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Cap'n J. Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Good morning. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Time to go around the National Football League here on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Baseball conversation with Jesse Rogers coming away at 835. Around the NFL, here's Shane Orling. All right, there's a tiers list up ESPN.com today from Jeremy Fowler. I want to take you through it. It goes, it's the NFL overhaul tiers. Okay. From perennial contender to perennial rebuilder. Here we go. Okay. In the yep, still rebuilding tier, way at the bottom, the Arizona Cardinals the New York Giants, and the Chicago Bears. Yep, still uh, rebuilding. Way at the bottom, those three teams. Am I wrong to think that the Bears don't belong here? Depends on what the next tier is. Right. That was going to go there, and it's the Bears, the Arizona Cardinals, and who? The Uh, the New York Giants. Giants. Okay. Okay. Giants. The Giants. Okay. The ball. Okay. So, all right, here's the next tier. Go ahead. Next tier is rebuild in the works. Uh-huh. The way I'm looking at this is teams that are starting right now or haven't even started yet. Carolina and Tennessee. Oh, man. Okay. Tennessee uh, and Carolina don't belong in the same tier. Uh, Tennessee is going to be really bad. Really bad. You you really are into that uh, that quarterback, that banana peel-eating quarterback. I'm not Will into Levis. him. I'm just saying... 
I don't think they're as bad as Carolina. I mean, you had Tampa up the track, and they made it to won a playoff game. So should the Bears be in that last category or rebuild in the works? Do you, would you agree with either one of those two? Let me hear the next one. All right. Next one, Shay. New coach, new direction. Obviously, the Bears yes. aren't going to fit in here. That's it, Cap. That's it. <laughs> we don't get that. Nope. Vegas and the Chargers are in this tier. New coach, new direction. Obviously, Harbaugh and Antonio Pierce. Okay. Fair. Okay. Uh, this could go either way tier. I've, absolutely. Without knowing the others, that's where the Bears belong. I'll tell you the two teams in here. The New York Jets and the New Orleans Saints. Uh, yeah, I think that's how we felt about the Saints uh, last season. With Derek Carr. Well, run, I mean, I thought, and I was wrong, I thought that Carr with a new address would be better. Just like, okay, he's away from the Raiders and all that, you know, inferior offensive line. Okay, now he'll be in a, be in a new system, new address. Hasn't worked out. Hasn't worked out. I don't think it will work out, as a matter of fact, with Carr. Just, it just, And he had a pretty good year last year. Yeah. Either way with the Jets, huh? So even with the healthy Rodgers, either way? So would that mean seven wins or ten wins? I think there's a world where it's a disaster. I think it's more likely to be good than bad, but there is a world where it's a disaster. All right, so are you either way with the Bears? Either, Well, I mean, if you take Caleb, we think he's going to be really good. We hope he is. No you idea. stick with Justin, we have no idea. Yeah, that... That tier is intriguing to me. Let me hear the next tier. Okay. All right. The next tier is stuck in quarterback purgatory. It's crowded. Atlanta, Denver, New England, Pittsburgh, and Washington. Well, purgatory also means to me that this is who you are and you can't get out of yeah, it. Yeah, that, that was my thinking, too. Like, I think my issue is mostly with the name of it. Because I think Atlanta has a way to get out if they go, and maybe it won't work, but you could acquire fields. You, there are other guys you could get. I think New England has a way out. They have a top three pick. Washington's picking two in the draft. They have a way out. I get it with Pittsburgh, and I get it with Denver a little more. I don't like the name of that category. I do not. Purgatory, when we think about that, we immediately think about the Bulls. Right? So on in the NBA. Like, this is who you are. You're not, you haven't made a move well, in you 30 months. Path. Well, you haven't made a path. Well, you haven't created one. You haven't made a move in 30 months. And so you're stuck where you are. Correct. And so for Atlanta, Denver, I don't like that for New England. Second purgatory, there's a way out. Washington, there's a way out. If you're able to get the quarterback right in the draft. I just don't like the name of the category. It should be called something else. Okay. What's next? Stuck in the middle, but a move or two away. Bears. That could be intriguing. I, this is where I think the Bears actually fit. Indianapolis, Minnesota, and Seattle are in this tier. And I think the Bears should be in this tier. Okay, compare the Bears cap to Seattle, Minnesota. I'm not sure if Cousins is back next year. We don't know the still question marks there. I think the Bears have a way brighter future than those other two teams. Indy, for sure. With Richardson coming back healthy. He's a good player. That's yeah. a, an intriguing one. Training in the right direction. I actually don't know that Indy belongs there either. The, like the Bears are ahead of Minnesota and Seattle. I Seattle. Yeah, you're ahead of no. Seattle. You just stole their offensive coordinator. They yeah. don't have a coach, but Mike McDonald's team. Whatever his name is, Mike, Mike McDonald. McDonald. Minnesota. 
Is that a middle uh, stuck in the middle? Wait, are you still stuck in the middle if Cousins isn't there? I don't think you are. Well, then you're rebuilding, unless you're able to make some bold move to go get Drake May. Yes. And I don't see that happening, but maybe. That's my question with them is, like, what is the move or two that they can make? They Their choice right now is do we want to commit $75 million over the next three years to two players? And you don't want to do that. Absolutely not. If you can help it. Like, what move can they make to supplement the roster? They have to make decisions with the core of it. I think they're in a way more difficult position than people are saying. That's more than the middle. That's worse than the middle. So what's the next category? Headed on the right track. Bears? I think you could make an argument the Bears fit here as well. There's a lot of teams in here. Cleveland, Green Bay, Houston, Jacksonville, the Rams, and Tampa Bay. The Bears should be in there. Those are playoff teams, sir. How do you have Tampa Bay headed on the right track? They don't even know if they're getting Baker back. Uh, But I headed on the right track, though. Well, not if they lose Baker Mayfield. Say they don't. If they keep him? They're in the mix. They're in the mix if they keep him. I think that Shea just laid laid out for you six playoff teams next year. That includes Jacksonville. Fair? I wonder on Green Bay. Mm -hmm. um, Tampa, I just don't. Even if they get Baker back, I don't know if they're going to repeat what they did this year. Maybe. Rams are that. I'm going to click the Rams. Are the futures out yet, NFL? That Rams uh, team. No. That Rams team, Shay, all of a sudden now, a little bit more attractive. You know, the lights are starting to come up at the bar. It's 1 30 in the morning. All of a sudden, a little bit more attractive than I saw earlier. The Rams? Mm-hmm. Great coach. Mm-hmm. Stand out at quarterback, even though he's aging. He's still really good. Be careful now. Nakua. Yeah. Cop. Higby, although he got hurt, Aaron Donald, uh, Kyron Williams. That team's good. Shay, when we walked in at 9.30, not as attractive. Now it's 1.30. Ooh. Really cute now. Really young defense, too. A couple of drinks. <laughs> I think she's actually cute at 9.30. Still dark, though. It's a lot of talent on that team, man. <laughs> but at 1.30, though, a little bit more attractive than I thought before. Wasn't sure at the beginning of uh, last season. Yeah. This season? This offseason, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good, kid. Pretty good, kid. Do you have one more? Uh, There's three more. I'll just bunch them all together. Teetering contenders is Philadelphia and Cincinnati. I think Philly belongs there. Cincinnati, I think, is legit. Uh, Need a postseason breakthrough. Buffalo, Dallas, Miami. I don't imagine there's any argument. They do need to win in the playoffs. Agreed. And then the serious contenders category, the top of the top, Baltimore, Detroit, Kansas City, and San Francisco. The final four. Yeah, I would agree with that. Come on, Baltimore. Prove it. Let's go. Yeah, Baltimore and San Francisco have moved into prove it territory for me. I think the cap sheet for both teams is going to get a little interesting. Come on, Baltimore. You got a two-time MVP. Awesome. Now, what about as a team? going to get there, or are you just a bridesmaid? This is not all on Lamar. This is just on the team in general. Let's go. It's not all Lamar's fault. Let's go. Lamar had a great year. Let's see. You know? All right. We will have uh, Jesse Rogers with the latest on the Cubs and Sox and everything else MLB. Jesse oh from the desert coming up next. Oh, boy. As we have our Here scoring session coming up next on Cap and J-Hood. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back. back to Cap and J-Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. This portion of the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show is brought to you by Village of Bolingbrook. Elevate your business at... BowlingBrook.com. 
bbolingbrook.com. Glad to have you with us here on this Monday morning. Hope that you're going to have a great week. Time now to go to the hotline. That'd be the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline, Johnny. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Uh-huh. Don't worry, call the Car X man. Jesse Rogers covers baseball for ESPN 1000 and ESPN.com. Jesse has an article up right now called Why Cubs Are Confident Even Without an MLB Free Agent Splash. And Jesse joins us here on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Jess. How are you? I'm good, boys. Good morning. Hope you had a good weekend. Yeah, let's go. Get the negativity out. We got what? <laughs> Nothing going, right? Yeah, full squads report today. I mean, maybe he'll pull Dexter Fowler and, uh, you know, <laughs> Bellinger will show up or Matt Chapman. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Fowler. <laughs> it, it would be, but there's been no indication. You know, every, every day I check with my sources and all that stuff, and I pro- it's the same thing they told me three months ago. No change, no change, no change. Doesn't mean there won't be, but I don't think Bellinger is, uh, is signing one of those smaller deals for a while. Now, if someone jumps on the big deal, of course he'll sign. But I think Boris is going to take this for a while. His pitchers are a different story. They need to get into camp. But hitters can wait a little bit. In any case, what they're touting here is youth. We talked about it a little bit on Friday. I wrote about it. Um, some of that youth is starting to show up. I saw Owen Casey. Morell is a big, big name, right? He he showed up yesterday, took his second pitch he saw in live batting practice, and destroyed a ball. Council said this is got this is a guy that's going to get work at third base, so oh. it makes sense. It's really the only opening on the team. Um, if you're sitting behind first base at Wrigley Field, though, be careful. Thank God there's some netting over there because <laughs> this guy. This guy's going to be throwing the ball all over the place, but that's what spring training's for. So maybe Morell can plug in at third. That's a good power position. But as I write, it's still about a little bit of a youth movement here, and I'm not sure fans really are thinking World Series when they hear that. Yeah, we don't want to block Mike Talkman. Why would we want to get something done for center field? <laughs> um, the other thing is guy like Cody Bellinger sitting out there, I'm hearing from a good source that Toronto's out of money. They are not at this point. Now, if they get an injury, maybe that all changes. Maybe the owner and Boris have a you know, kumbaya moment. But somebody I talked right. to said, Toronto's not ready to make that kind of splash. Who, who the hell is then if he's not coming here? Yeah, I don't know who's going to make a big splash at this point. You're right. I mean, could Seattle. Look, I said this maybe to you guys Friday, but... Um, San Francisco is having trouble getting players. Now, they just signed Solaire, and they just brought in a guy from, from the KBO, so they're probably done too, but that's always a chance. Like, if you offer enough, people will go to San Francisco if you overpay them a little bit. But that's a team in a city having trouble attracting the bigger names. So all I'm saying is there's always that mystery you know, team that can th- throw a number at, at Boris, and he'll say yes. But I agree with you, the longer this goes, the, the idea of a shorter-term deal with opt-outs makes sense. I mean, it could be as short as three years with two opt-outs. So there's still that possibility. It just, man, they have no, no change in the action for this long. That's why I, I say it's 51-49 against, but, of course, that, that, that can change at any time. So it's possible. But the other question, of course, is even with them, how much better are they? They're better. A lot better, but but not necessarily a lot better than last year. They're just a lot better than their current team. So a lot of things to talk about. But, look, today's full squads, I'm going to be going to guys that are here and, and trying to figure out you know how this thing's going to mesh and if Council can make them four or five wins better because if he does, they're probably in the playoffs. 
Jesse, uh, I know you got a chance to talk to Craig Council. He's quoted in this piece on ESPN.com why Cubs are confident even without the Major League Baseball free agent splash. What did you glean from your conversation with, with Council? Because as I told you last week, he came here to be able to win. He didn't want to be able to stand still like he did in Milwaukee. So I wonder what his thoughts are on the state of the ball club. Yeah, he gave one of those I'm focused on who's here kind of answers, um, which is what a manager would do in spring training, I think, 99 out of 100 times. Uh, I asked him straight out, do you have enough offense without Bellinger? And, you know, the longer the answer, when a guy's asked a question, the more you know he's trying to find the answer. And it was a long response. Instead of like, absolutely, we got power here, we got this guy here, we got on base here, we got stolen bases there. He didn't really say that. It was kind of like a long answer, which ended with, yeah, we have, we have enough offense here to score runs. I mean, it really wasn't the best kind of competent answer you'd want. So he's trying to focus on who's here, and I think he knows they're short. I think he knows they're short, and there could be, you know, Canario might play center. That's fine. I think Canario, but that's a rookie. Michael Bush at first, that's a rookie. Um, now they've got some veterans around the diamond elsewhere, but none of those veterans are necessarily elite star level players, right? You can't say for sure Suzuki, Hap, um, whoever is going to make the make the All Star game. You could probably say it about Swanson, uh, but there's not enough elite level star level players here, and I think he, he in his heart of hearts, he knows that. In terms of Liam Hendricks, we said earlier, according to Buster Only, he's going to Boston on a two-year deal. Did the Cubs have any interest in him? I, I think they kicked the tires on him. Yeah, I do. Um, but I don't. I don't. I don't know for sure. But I don't think they wanted to spend their powder there. Uh, remember, they're going to be up close to the cap, depending on what happens with Bellinger or Chapman or someone else. So I don't think they wanted to take. Um, you know, basically get him healthy for a year and just have him for next year. I mean, there will be relievers next year. So I don't think they wanted to spend the powder, but I don't know that for sure. Uh, what do you think of the starting pitching of the Cubs versus the others in the National League Central? What do you think of the starting rotation I mean, the Cubs could throw they, out there? I think they need they could use one, uh, uh, an ace or a 1A. I mean, Steele's proven himself, but the, it goes kind of like Steele and a bunch of threes, fours, and fives, right? Imanaga is kind of middle of the rotation. Jamison Tyan, middle. Kyle Hendricks, middle. Um, Assad and Wicks have higher ceilings maybe because they're young, but they're still kind of considered middle middle rotation guys. We don't know exactly what they'll be. And then there's Steele. I think they're, they're one big name short to be a serious contender. There's depth there. Kate Horton, Ben Brown down in the minors. So it's, it's like everything else on this team. They're, they're good, and they'll be able to challenge and be competitive in this division, but they're not among the elite, and that includes the starting rotation. Jesse, what is their payroll number at right now? Like one eighty-five, something like that. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to look after uh, all the off-season signings. Um, something like that. Yeah. Okay. The luxury tax level one is like two thirty-seven. Right. Okay. Then why can't you go sign a freaking pitcher, Jesse? Mm-hmm. Go get it. Blake goes. Snell. Go get Jordan Montgomery. Those guys are sitting at home twiddling their thumbs. Go get one of them. Guess what, Craig? We got you a, a hitter, and we got you a freaking pitcher. And we're still under the luxury tax level. Well, I mean, the are right there handcuffs person, on Jet or what? The right person to talk to about that today is Tom Ricketts. He will be here for full squads. Hopefully he does media. You know, I did see him last week uh, at the owners' meetings, and, you know, he basically said there was no change in, in the big names coming back. So... Uh, I, I can't answer why they're not going to spend money. I can't answer that. 
Uh, I know I told you before that they like the idea of getting in like the Diamondbacks did last year. I kind of like the idea of doing what the Texas Rangers did, spending a lot of money and winning the World Series. Um, so I can't tell you why they won't spend more, Cap. I can't, but hopefully the owner will today. Well, you've got influence there, Jesse. You're better than this. <laughs> oh, here we go. Blaming I mean, Jesse come on, again. Now you're there every day. Okay. Twist some arms, for Christ's sake. More with Jesse. By no, no, Jesse. By that's influence, enough. you mean no influence. That's just, more, <laughs> no with, influence. more with Jesse from the desert coming up next on Cap and J-Hood. Stop yelling at him. Cap and J-Hood are back. We are back, baby. We are back. We are back. Classic. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. We talked to Jesse Rogers about the Cubs and White Sox and everything else, MLB. You know, Jesse, it is. I, I said to Shay and to Cap on Friday after you were off the air, I said, what are we talking about? We're talking about whether or not the Cubs can get Bellinger or not. We, we've had a lot of free agents uh, conversations and off-season conversation, hot stove on some of the upper echelon players in the league that the Cubs and White Sox can get. We're going back and forth about Bellinger. Even if the Cubs had Bellinger, I would ask, where Cap, where's your Acuna and Olsen? Where's your Harper and Castellanos? Where your, where's your Alonzo and Lindor? Where's your Freeman and Betts? Where's your Soto? Where's your Tatis? I mean, we're talking about Bellinger here versus some of the upper echelon players just in the National League alone. Even with Bellinger, you don't have one of those guys. You still don't have a big bopper. You're an on-base percentage roster. That's what, what you are. We're going to have Soto next year. You don't have any. I'm talking about this year. You have no power. Nothing. Juan Soto. Right? Am I, am I right about that, Jesse? Compared, you are. Compared to the rest of the National League, we're talking about Bellinger, but yet the Cubs don't have that big bopper. I think Suzuki's going to be fine this year, but there's no one that you're afraid of in the Cubs lineup coming up this year. No, it might be Morrell at the end of the day, and, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But but that's like a second-year player still learning the game. You want, like you just said, Tucker and Jordan Alvarez in Houston. I mean, all the elite teams have not just one, more more than one, and Usually they're, they're, they're lefties, which are so important. You guys know I feel that way. So that's why Bellinger is just a start, you know, even though he would be a finish to this offseason. I mean, Hoodie's right. It, it, it's, it's good enough to maybe compete in the Central, but not necessarily in terms of the, the other teams. But, look, the Diamondbacks didn't have a couple of those names, although they had Corbin Carroll as a rookie and nearly an MVP. But, yeah, I mean, the point is you can sneak in, but setting up your team the way they have doesn't necessarily, you know, reek or scream World Series contender, you got to do it because their manager's better and young players take steps. So we'll see. But I'm with you. By the way, their tax payroll is about $200 million. It's about $200 million. So there's room. There's room. There's like $37 million, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two thirty-seven okay. is the first threshold. And who says they can't go over it even if, even if they were closer to it? But they've decided not to sign these guys, at least to the big deals. Yeah. Back to the Tribune Company, huh? Okay. okay let me ask you a question. Yeah. Is Scott Boris being unreasonable in his demands or are major league GMs, team presidents saying, we're going to teach that guy a lesson. We're not falling for his tricks any longer. Where is it? Yeah, I mean, there's some truth to all of that. Not necessarily the executives. I think some of the owners. I mean, Tom Ricketts has never fallen for his tricks. I do think that um, I, I don't think that Boris has been unreasonable in some respect. There's a lot of elite players getting these crazy 10-year deals. Why wouldn't Bellinger get one? You look at his numbers and you look at his history outside of his injured years, he's been pretty damn good. He's been, Whoa, he's been Jesse, he's not worth that. 
Are you crazy? Who is? Is Bogarts worth it? Is Trey Turner worth it? Who are, who's worth it? N- none of those guys have had down years for two and a half years. And you could look at Cody last year, and I'd like it back, and go, was that an aberration? I don't know. Not a 10-year deal. Well, I wouldn't anything, give him any- six. Okay, then, th- then there you go. There you go. That's the impasse. All I'm saying is when you talk about precedent, precedent being set, Guys coming off their platform years, not the bad year, he came off a great year, they get paid top dollar. I'm just saying. Now, again, if you believe the two bad years are who he really is, that's a different story, and you're you're probably right. There's some executives that believe that. Um, I think there's some question marks about Snell, but in general, you might be right. He might be, you know, being backed into a corner here. I I think that, honestly, I mean, if, if like, Jordan Montgomery and Matt Chapman, like, they probably would have been signed if they if someone else was there. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like they seem like Jordan Montgomery's just a normal pitcher. He should be in camp somewhere. Bellinger and Snell might be a little different. One's in a, a Cy Young current winner, and the other is coming off one great year, two bad ones. So maybe teams are having difficulty assessing that. But the other two guys should be signed. That's the way I look at it. Any sacks, those? I was over at Sox camp. Do you see my tweet? Jesse Chavez throwing to Martin Maldonado. I saw I mean, that. It's like 90 <laughs> some years of combined experience. It, 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 it's unbelievable what's going on over there. Okay, so two things to tell you. Okay. There are 70 players at White Sox camp. For reference points, there's usually like 55 to 60 in camp. They have basically just said, hey, you want to try out? Come on in. Oh my God. They have 70. It just kind of reminds me, I always say, like, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. If you have 70 players in your camp, you don't have 26, you know? And it's now Brian Shaw's back, Mike Moustakis, Maldonado, Chavez. The culture will be better, guys. <laughs> Hoodie's about but to have gonna, a stroke over. They're going to need some wheelchairs and some crutches, and, I mean, it's crazy. Jesse, you think uh, we could I, get I, Cap an invite? It, it, it's um, Yeah, Cap, you probably fit right in. Let's you get Cap an NRI. Right Cap would actually look young on that roster. I mean, Jesse Chavez <laughs> has a twin. Jesse Chavez has a twenty-year-old kid studying to be a, a, a flight attendant. I mean, and he's still pitching in, in the big oh, league God. today. If he, if he makes the team, come on, 20, man. Yeah, twenty-year-old kid. So it's weird over there. I don't like. I don't want to make fun of him, but it's just weird. I mean, it's just like anybody and anybody can. Can get a tryout, and and like I said, their coach will be better. But I don't know about their win total. There's Jesse holding his belly, pointing, laughing at the White Sox, saying, "This is ridiculous." And it is. And by the way, I, I heard Grafal last couple of days saying, "You know what? We're going to run more." Oh, you're going to run more? Yeah. What, what, uh, really? Yeah. So now you're a running team. Okay. Who's running? Who's going to steal bases on this team? Like I know that Robert is one of those guys, but now you're changing philosophies in year two. That should have been year one to be able to get the offense moving. If you're going to be station to station, you do want to run some, don't you? I mean, that should have well, been he keep, job one. Yeah, he keeps saying we're going to play fast, we're going to play fast. I mean, oh, you have God. to have the horses to play fast. I don't even know what it means. Does that just mean steal more? What does it exactly mean? Fast break. To third? You think Eloy and Yohan are going first to third without pulling up lame? I mean, let's, oh. you play you play whatever you have in front of you. you know, just play winning baseball. I don't know about playing fast if you don't have the horses. So it, it, I don't know what's going on over there. To be honest, it, it's <laughs> what do you out. mean you don't know what's going on, you, Jesse? You cover the league. You can't. You wouldn't be on Sports Center saying that. I don't know. I don't know I what's mean, going after, on. Sorry. After after Dylan Cease, I can't even. Okay, I guess Kopech, right? Fetty. 
I guess. I yeah. mean, Mike Sorotka. I mean, I'm not even sure what that rotation looks like at the end of the day. That's not Mike Sorotka. Soroka. <laughs> what is wrong? <laughs> Listen to that. Listen to that chuckling at the White Sox here on the home of the White Sox, oh, ESP 1000. He is there. He's chuckling at them. Uh, and, and so... So I guess opening day, it's going to be Cease. I thought that everything was pointing towards Cease being traded yeah. in the offseason. Guess he's going to stay, huh? Yeah, I talked to him a few times. He seems to have a good head on his shoulders about it. I, I, look, Hoodie, it could happen in spring training. Let's not deny that it's not like the Sox are not open for business at all times. They are. They are. Um, I mean, Getz even joked in the it could happen in May or something. Like, nobody trades in May. But the Sox could. The socks are open for business, oh, God. so I, I agree it looks that way, but I think we're, we're, we're just in week one. I think he could be moved. There's no Look, Baltimore's already had injuries. I asked him if Baltimore had called Getz, and he said, no, not yet. <laughs> you know, So I think it could happen any time between now and July 31st, to be honest. Jesse, have a great rest of your day. Do oh. better, okay? You got it, buddy. I will update you on what Tom Ricketts has to say about the remaining creators, Cap. I will personally send you the copy. That would be outstanding. Say, <laughs> Tom, you guys are, what'd you say, 37 million under luxury tax level one. Why? There's your question. Open, open the wallet, Tom. Yes, and also ask him about Mike Sorotka. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs> <laughs> Chuckling at the White Sox. Jamie Jesse Navarro Rogers. in camp, too. All right, Cap, coming up next. That's hard for me to get past that segment right there about wow. the White Sox. That's tough. Here in the home of the White Sox. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> oh, he, what he shrugs his shoulders and says, I don't know. Reports over the weekend on how the White Sox plan to pay for their new stadium. Wait until you hear this in two minutes on Cap and Jay Hood.